Welcome to the Nicholas Pereira Show. Today we're going to be speaking to a few of the organizers of the New Brunswick Freedom Rallies. The Freedom Rallies have been off the chain. I'm going back to my hip-hop days. They've been okay. off the hook, man. Okay, Grandpa. <laughs> is that is that no longer a cool thing to say? Off the chain. I, I haven't heard that one in a long time. Wow. I'm not cool anymore. It's going to be off the hook. What about that? No? Okay, no. I'll just continue <laughs> on. Listen, the Freedom Rallies have been great, and uh, and we got a few of the organizers. We're going to be learning from them. We're going to be hearing from them. We're going to be seeing who comes to these rallies, because I know there's a lot of people out there who support the freedom movement, who want to end these lockdowns, who want to, who are paying attention to what our government is doing to our country. Trudeau and his liberal government are leading us right towards a communist agenda. I mean, people still calling conspiracy theory and all this nonsense, but everything that your conspiracy theory friends said a year ago when this whole thing started is happening. There are so many people that are waking up and we are here to help you wake up, to bring you guests, to bring you information, so that you can make an educated choice. Because let's be real, the mainstream media, they're not giving you an educated choice. They're just consistently pumping one side of the narrative. And I'm not telling you not to listen to them. I'm not telling you not to vote liberal or not to vote conservative or vote. I'm telling you to look at the whole spectrum and see what's going on. Recognize that if you're getting your information from just one place, then you're going to be biased. And I'm going to call ourselves out that and say that's the same, the true for us. So we get our information from certain sources, but we've got to look beyond that. I want you to meet these guests. I want you to meet these freedom fighters, these patriotic Canadians, and understand why they're doing what they're doing. And that way you have the courage to not just follow us on social media, not just to cheer us on, but to come out and join us because every single one of you counts. This next election, whether it happens this summer, next year, or 2023, Trudeau, and his government have already threatened a snap election. The reason they're doing that is because they know that most people don't change parties. They don't change governments during perceived emergencies. We are living in a perceived emergency. We are debating whether we are actually in emergency or not. That's one of the first things you got to look at. And we are going to, uh, so right now they know that generally people don't want to change governments because they want the, the, the government who's in power to continue to protect them, continue to move things forward. So an election may not be this summer, but it could be as soon as this summer. And we need to be ready. You need to know what's going on. You need to know the platforms. And you got to know that this election coming up is not just like any election. This election is extremely important. It's going to be different than other elections. And I'm going to explain to you why in just a moment. But before we do, before we bring on our awesome guests, let me introduce you. Look, I can sit close enough to you that I can touch you. <laughs> let me introduce you to my co-host, my partner in life. And uh, I like to call her my hot wife, Miss Sarah Villaforte. Thank you for that introduction. You hype me up so much. You're like my number one fan. I am your number one fan. <laughs> I am. You know that. Because you're awesome. And Thank actually, you. none of this would be happening if it wasn't for you. Because if it wasn't for your encouragement, I remember when we were sitting there and we were think we were looking like everybody else, what's going on. Yep. 
And you know, we run a business, an online business where it's our, that's already controversial in itself. We teach we men do, yeah. sexual alchemy and we talk about sex and sexual energy and relationship and you know, uh, we explore um, you know, different sexual cultures and practices. We're fascinated <laughs> a little bit with the world of sex as much as we are with politics and remember my three favorite subjects. Politics, Re- sex, Religion. And religion, right? The three things you're not supposed to talk to at the dinner table, but uh, those are the three things I love to talk about. And so, yeah, we have a great business to helping uh, men with their sexuality and their sexual energy. That's already, you know, controversial in itself. We're sitting here. We're watching what's going on to mm-hmm. our country. Uh, we got upset because no New Brunswick politician, oh, yeah. that you know, was speaking out. Nobody was saying anything against the narrative. Wayne Long was just going along with... Going along with Wayne Long. Go longer with Wayne Long. <laughs> he finally did something that I can respect. I said yes. something. I like Wayne. I, you know, I've met Wayne many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like, you know, this is definitely not personal. I don't want to make politics personal. I want to keep it on the platform. So I've met Wayne many times, and, and I like the guy. We've hung out. Um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I can't respect uh, I can't respect going along with the Trudeau platforms and agendas and policies that are clearly not even liberal anymore. Mm-hmm. They're straight communists. It's tyranny. It's mm-hmm. totalitarianism. And he's going long right with it. We've got Mel Norton, who used to be the St. John mayor. And now he's going to be running for the Conservative Party of St. John Rossi riding. And uh, the Conservative Party, as from what I could tell, Mr. O'Toole, has basically said nothing. In fact, he's even gone back. He said that he'd get rid of the carbon tax. And now he's saying, well, we'll have to probably keep the carbon tax, but we're just going to change it up a bit. Is he change the name of it? Essentially, so he's he's sold out. So from what I could tell, both of these parties are sold out. We got the Green Party, who is I don't know, I'm not sure what their whole platform stand for, and we've got the NDP and Jagmeet Singh, who's totally out to lunch, in my opinion. So you know, to me, we we I remember sitting there looking at all these party platforms and thinking, who do we vote what's, for? Yeah, what's going on? And yeah, we were even thinking because we were thinking about getting involved. Mm-hmm. And we were even thinking at first originally with the NDP. I remember Jay yeah. calling you and having that discussion as well. But then know? as we started reading the platforms and actually going through every, like all, all the information there on their websites, we just realized it. it wasn't for us. We couldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just didn't sit right in our gut. And we were we just said, yeah. no, I no, this we is, were thinking for this, ain't it. this ain't it. Yeah, we were quite honest. We were having an honest strategic discussion. It's like, well, the NDP isn't really that like well organized here in New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. And we thought, well, maybe we can go in. We can help them get organized. We can establish them and we can build them up and, and then, you know, maybe swing them a little bit. Right. Like the way Dominic Cardi did when. And he wasn't crazy, um, you know, but, uh, hey, you know, hey, you know, it is what it is. And so actually, you know, kind of admiring a little bit of, of, uh, of that at the, at the, you know, what he did with them. And uh, uh, but then, yeah, once we read the platforms, it was just a str- I was like, I can't, can't do, do it. it. I can't do You'd it. You'd be I don't- so out of integrity with like 100 percent. And so at first we didn't realize, you know, what we were going to do there. And then, uh, and then we went on to um, learn that there were other parties, some smaller parties mm-hmm. and other parties that had got started. Well, for a brief moment there, we considered even maybe creating our own. Yes, that's right. We did talk about creating our own party at one point and, and kind of dove down that lane for a bit and thought maybe that was the way to go. And uh, we're always in discussion with the – I know there's a lot of the freedom fighters. I just want to acknowledge and, and say what's up because I've had a lot of discussions about even – you know, like our own republic, like really not the Republican Party, not like, you know, Grant Cardone and 
whatever's going on there. Mm-hmm. And I do respect, like I know Chris Skye has been promoting Grant Cardone. We do respect Chris and the freedom. We, we respect it. We, this this show and, and, and truly we're not we're not like partisan. We've never been part of a political party till recently mm-hmm. and we've never we've never generally would have considered ourselves no, conservative on the, or on the pay, conservative side we didn't really pay much attention that's true overall, overall overall yeah overall we didn't pay that much attention like most canadians but that says something right like we 100%. had no interest in politics we had no interest in pursuing pursuing this as as anything um until up until very very recently where like Nick was saying, we just, we're just sitting in front of the TV and watching the news and seeing what's going on and seeing that nobody, like the conservatives are not speaking out against lockdowns, like all these mandates that are being passed. So, you know. Nobody was doing anything. I remember getting upset watching yeah. Dorothy Shepard. It's one of those moments our- where you're like, who's going to do something? Well, if you're not going to do it, I've got to do it. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Kinda, it was like that. It was like, because I remember watching Dorothy Shepard and, you know, Dorothy's a, I'm sure she's a nice lady. I've spoke to people who know her and says she's a sweet lady, and I'm sure she is. But right now, well, you know, we don't need somebody who's just sweet and going to read the script. Mm-hmm. We need someone who's going to question, someone who's going to challenge, someone who's going to debate, someone who's going to stand up for the millions of Canadians whose rights and freedoms are being infringed upon, the one two-point million uh, registered uh, sports gun shooters, you know, the, the, the millions of kids who are wearing masks every day, the, the millions of business owners and entrepreneurs whose businesses have been have been threatened and shut down, restaurant owners, the, the millions of worshipers, whether, you know, you're a Christian worshiper or, you know, part of the Hare Krishna community, part of the Hindu community, Muslim, Jewish, we are protecting your uh, rights to worship. We're like, who is going to stand up for this? And that's when we said, well, we can't, you know, we, we've lived by that. Like, yep. we're, you can't just tell others to stand up for you. That would be against our own platform. Yep. <laughs> we have to, we're preaching personal responsibility. And that's why we um, we really liked the PPC yeah. and, and, and the platform. Once we stumbled, it was actually Rudy. Rudy was the former candidate for the Fundy Royal, so Quispam Sis, I think all the way up to Hampton, close to Hampton area. He actually had reached out to me because we'd started doing videos and started putting our message out before we were affiliated in any way. And uh, and Rudy's like, you should check out the PPC and the platform. I think what you're saying really aligns with what they're doing. And so we went on and we checked out the platform and we learned a little bit about uh, Maxim Bernier yes. and uh, and the party and why he started it. And uh, and we thought, yeah, this is what we're going to do. We're going to align with that. So, you know, we think we, we do respect the people who are looking to also change the system completely. As you know, my heart tends to lean that way, truthfully, you know, as well. Uh, but I don't think that we're there yet. I think that right now the best strategic thing is to is within our system, use our democracy, use the system we have, uh, you know, get in, get participate our democracy make counts it, participate we have to yeah. participate participation we're too complacent yeah we have to participate and that's what we realize we have yeah. to we cannot we were just, just sitting back and letting everything all this happen yeah, right yeah like so many canadians we were just sitting back watching it waiting it happen asking is anybody gonna do and then we realized it's us we have, we have to, to do, do something, something. Yeah. we can't be on the sidelines and that's why we've got and our cry about it later on about how we don't have any freedom anymore yeah, that's right. Why we why why our whole life is different and what started out as a two weeks flatten the curve and buy a lot of toilet paper and stock up is now over a year 
and and we can easily see. Come on, Florida's open. Like, wide open. Texas is wide open. Just the other day, there was 40,000 people that packed the stadium. They have no more or less COVID cases than anybody else. It is It is now, it is strictly now psychological warfare. It is now a message, it, now it is a, it's an, it, you know, it's an information war or a messaging war because we can see with our own eyes that states, half the states, the U.S. is open no restrictions. The governor of Florida said, done. They're done. There's no more COVID restrictions. They are fully open back to normal. And guess what? Their cases haven't spiked. People aren't dropping dead on the ground. Nobody's falling over. But everything's going on as it was going on before because it's a flu. And that's what it, and we're going to get through it like we get through everything else. So, Definitely. Why don't you introduce Jay uh, oh, yeah. a little bit into this? Well, uh, shout and, out uh, our producer here, Jason Fillmore, here at uh, Jazzy Monkey Studios. Up, no, 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 John. that's not the right sound. You put on the right sound. <laughs> there. No. I don't know. Oh, poor no, Jay. no. I like the clap. You clap. Clapping. You're clapping, awesome. Clapping. You're awesome. I need some cheering up. Come on, guys. Yeah. What's up, Jay? How are you? Uh, it's warm in the studio today. I know that. It's always warm here, so this time I wore a tank top instead. You came prepared. Yep. That's a good idea because it is a little warm in here today. But yeah, things are going good. I'm excited for tonight's show and the guests. Yeah, thanks, man. We are too. I was just uh, popping on my phone here and seeing we got a ton of people with us live. Thanks so much. We appreciate uh, you know everything you guys are doing. Um, talk people talking about B Sil uh, B. I always say that B C ten Bill C ten Bill C ten uh, Bill C ten. Okay, there's two things in my opinion. That right now we are on the cusp, on the tipping point of like, and I hate to say it, but uh, but all out rebellion. And it's two things, vaccine passports. So Trudeau first, so all you, everybody who calls us conspiracy theorists, Trudeau first started saying, no, vaccine passports would be divisive. It wouldn't be a good idea because of what it would do. Then he a little bit later said, well, maybe it's something we need to consider. And now he just said, well, of course they should be expected. And this is the pattern. This is what they always do. They introduce an idea. Mm -hmm. They work that idea over time till eventually. They let you slowly become a little more comfortable, a little more comfortable. Oh, he's a joke. Oh, he is. He is. Like, it, it's, it's so blatant. And again, if you're out there and, you, and you're not seeing this right now, it's because you're not allowing yourself to at least consider other sides of the story. And that's when we love when we saw Maxim Bernier and he's with the Liberty Coalition. So he's working with conservatives. He's working with ex-politicians. He's working with independents like Randy Hillier. They formed a, a coalition. This this must be above party. Um, and if it can't be, I mean, I'm really hoping that what, what I'm really hoping for is because I know there's some diehard liberals out there that they're never going to vote for us. They're never going to come around our way. But what I am hoping for is that everyday Canadians like myself and Sarah, who have never been politically involved, who never really thought about getting involved, stand up and say, now is the time to get involved. And you know what? A bunch of folks are doing it who've never been involved before, and they're being empowered in really awesome ways. And that's why I'm so excited, because I know there's a huge opportunity here for us as well. So there's um, some, some, really cool, uh, some really cool things coming down the pipeline that are going to support the freedom mm -hmm. movement. Why don't you talk a little <gasps> bit about oh, yeah. one okay, thing? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm so excited to share this news. So it's official. Nick will be running in the next federal election. Woohoo! 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, I will be red- running, representing the People's Party of Canada. Yes. So can you tell us more about the platform? Tell us a little bit more about what this means? Um, yeah, well, first, let's talk a little bit about why this election is so important, okay. right? And yep. why why we really want to understand, like, why I, first of all, why did I decide to get involved is what we were talking about is because what I recognized was that this is not like any other election. This is not going to be the same type of election Obviously, we're going to have the same sort of discussions about taxes and and reform and yep. transparency. Yes. And it's always the same jargon. But this is not we're going to get this is going to be different because what we're talking about now is a philosophical decision. What we're actually this election isn't just a dele- an election on policy. It is an election on how do we want to see Canada operate? It's like a, a war of ideologies. It's a war of ideology. And that's why I struggle to get behind any of the other platforms when you're reading through it, because they're based, their roots are based in socialist, communist ideology. Now, here's what the left is going to do. They're going to hear me saying, let's not become a socialist country. And the Wendy's of the world are going to freak out and be like, we're we're socialist and you can have your freedom in socialism and, and socialism is great, like Bernie Sanders. And I respect Bernie Sanders in certain ways. I really do. But here's the deal. Canada is already, like too many people compare us to the US. We are already Before COVID, before any of this, we were already quite a liberal socialist country. Mm -hmm. This is how we operate as a culture. Right now, we are not going just to socialism, which doesn't work. History tells us that. We're going into a communist totalitarian state where Justin Trudeau is using and exploiting the COVID-19 flu and this this pandemic supposedly that we're living under, they're exploiting it for political gain. I'm not an anti-masker. I'm not an anti-vacciner. I'm pro-choice. I'm pro-information. I'm pro an unbiased media, Mm -hmm. right? Why is it that the mainstream media isn't covering thousands of people who are marching in the streets? Why isn't the mainstream media questioning the pharmaceutical lobbyists who have clearly infiltrated our government? Why isn't mainstream media questioning Justin Trudeau's consistent infringement of our rights? This is why I decided to run. This is what this is important. And this is important for the Canadians to wake up. Now, when I say wake up, I'm not talking about the radical left woke nonsense that they speak about. It's nonsense. You know why it's nonsense? Because they want to deny reality. Like they're out of reality. They're just out of touch. You know, they're angry. Mm-hmm. Right. And of course, you get the opposite uh, reaction, uh, action and reaction. So what you've got now is people on the people on the right. They're causing racism by calling everybody racist, by by saying white people are inherently racist, by saying we are all human beings and identity politics is what the radical left is using. It's Justin Trudeau is playing us for fools, but he's great at putting on the nice guy image. You know, he's cute. He's got a nice smile. I don't know if he's that cute. I don't know. Do you oh. think he's cute? What do you think? What do you think? You I mean, yes. Me. He, if I just like just looking at him, I would say he's he's handsome. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's kind of like it, it's a mixture of the personality and the look. So if someone like I've met men who 
are conventionally attractive, but there's just no personality. And so that makes them very unattractive to me. So right. without getting in too deep into that kind of conversation, <laughs> Justin Trudeau, for me, it's a pass. It's a pass. It's a pass. Hey, ladies, ladies, we're taking a poll. You know, what What, what do we want to know? Justin Trudeau. Go ahead. Oh, oh, we, oh, I think we hear a knock on the, knock door. the door. Excuse me, Sorry, excuse me. Who's I have Alex? something to say. Yes, this oh, is Alex oh, Jones Alex here. Oh, Alex Jones is here. Alex. And I want to say that him. Justin Trudeau is cute for a half Cuban, half lizard hybrid. <laughs> I just wanted to make that known as far as his cuteness goes. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so great, much. Great information. Thank you. <laughs> Alex Jones always bringing it, <laughs> bringing, bringing <laughs> truth to the people. So, yeah, like, okay, so you know what? He is really great at rhetoric. He's really oh, yeah. great at rhetoric. Wasn't he a substitute drama teacher, right? Wasn't he? I think so. He was a drama teacher or something like this. I mean, he's a trained politician right. is what he is. He's trained. He's so good. And listen, I'm going to be straight up and transparent. The reason I know he's so good is because I know half the tricks he do- uses, right? It's because I've, as a marketing coach, as a trainer, as a sales trainer for the last decade and a life coach, I teach some of those same techniques, right? His ability to stay calm even though he's being pressured to deflect. He's really masterful at rhetoric. And so this is going to be a war of ideology. This is going to be a war of of philosophy. And that's why I decided to get involved because this is my sweet spot, as you know. Uh, I've studied philosophies from all around the world. I love philosophy. I love asking the question, why? Why do we do what we do? And right now, the reason is clear. We are doing what we are doing, not because of our safety, but because of a political gain, we are being purposely held captive. We are purposely being held in a state of fear. And the governments have become so powerful, mixed with large global corporations, that they they essentially want to establish a, what do you call it, the new world order. Now, I know people will be, oh, that's conspiracy theory, blah, 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 blah. No, this is happening in our country right now. Even other countries, Joe Rogan, for crying out loud, brought up. Canada. Canada, He's like, whoa, what is going on in Canada? Like people around the world are starting to go, hey, what's going on in Canada? Like why is nobody looking at why Ontario, for example, has some of the the most stringent lockdown laws in the world? So guys, if you're outside of Canada watching this, know that us Canadians are sending out an SOS and the People's Party of Canada when we read all the platforms, is the only platform that presents a fighting chance. The conservatives and liberals are on the same agenda. The conservatives are just saying- They're just arguing about who can do it better. Yeah, they're saying, they're just they're just saying, we, we can do everything the liberals are doing, but we're gonna do it better. You got O'Toole there rolling up his sleeve. We're gonna get to work, folks. Let's get the economy <laughs> back. I was like, geez, you're so cheesy, dude. Like, what is that? Like. You know, that's like campaigning back from the 70s, first of all. You know, I'm a regular guy just going out there. No, you're not a regular guy. You're a career politician. Like, what, what are you talking about, dude? Like, who's falling for this, right? And then you got then you got liberal, liberal Trudeau there, who's just like the pretty boy. He's got half the country captivated by his smile, and, and he seems so nice. It's inclusive. We're being inclusive. But no, what he's not being inclusive, because what he's actually doing is he's segregating... So many patriotic Canadians, the more, see, that's the, that's the funny thing. The more that you try to mandate inclusive, inclusivity, the more you try to force it on people, 
the more they're going to rebel against it. And they know this and they're using it on purpose. And then you've got Jagmeet Singh. And, uh... What is uh, that guy doing? That guy's just out to lunch, man. That guy's just trying to posture any way he can. To I, to me, he just looks like he's sucking up to uh, Trudeau. And uh, I don't he's know. He's sucking that, up to you, too. I don't know if any, like... If, I know that you're not on TikTok. I'm on no, TikTok, I'm not on but TikTok. he he has like a TikTok account. And oh, does he? Is, yeah, he's just trying to keep up with the memes, you know. He's trying to keep it's up just, with memes. It's just cringy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Jugmeat Singh's doing, but hey, that's what it is. Hey, listen, guys. So here here's what it is. We want to encourage you. We're going to bring on our guests here shortly. We really want to encourage you to know your platforms, all right? Don't just vote PPC. Don't just vote liberal because that's, you know, uh, that's what everybody around you is doing. Don't just vote what you've always voted. Do something different. Do politics different. Take time to educate yourself. There's a few different, um, like, like right now, some hot topics you might want to look at are gun control, the carbon tax, as well as immigration. And if you look at those policies, we can you can look very clearly. Uh, basically, we're not going to get into details and stuff. We're going to bring on our guests here. Sure. But basically, here's what we're looking at, okay? You've got the liberal agenda who's going to be like, we have to restrict all guns. And what they're really doing is destroying the rural militia that naturally stands. See, it's, it's not their gun laws were not going to stop gun crime. Because gun crime is caused from criminals who don't care what the law is, right? And most of the guns that are, uh, most of the guns that are um, are used in any criminal activity are unregistered guns that are illegally smuggled over, mainly from the U.S. So what we're looking at is more stronger border control to stop illegal weapons, not punishing. Millions of Canadians who are mainly living in rural Canada who use their their guns as a culture, as a way of life. They hunt, they fish. Um, you know, we know a lot of people in New Brunswick are homesteading. Homesteading's becoming huge, and many of them need to carry a gun so that they can pre- protect, protect their, their chickens, crops. protect their crops. This is a this is a way of life that many people inside of big big city. Uh, Canada don't understand don't understand and we know that because we lived in big city Canada and we, we know. didn't understand and we didn't understand we didn't. either <laughs> <laughs> it's until we came out to New Brunswick where we started getting it more yes and this is the bridge in which we must gap in which we must educate people so check out the platforms on the gun laws immigration the liberals are bringing in 400,000 people a year and want to continue. We basically have an open border policy. As an immigrant myself, I'm telling you, this is not healthy or good for the stability of our country. This is a tactic meant to destabilize it. Not only are we bringing in 400,000 immigrants, we are telling them, Justin Trudeau is out promoting to the rest of the world, we are a post-national state. We have no Canadian identity. We're, we are just a friendly bunch of people living together in inclusivity. And while that sounds good, I mean, a part of my hippie self wants to take off my shoes, run around, and say, yes, I am with this. The reality is, is not everybody... Uh, not everybody believes that. And many people that we are bringing into our country, they are not going to integrate with our co- Canadian values. They don't value freedom. There's many people we can see. like in, it's, We've lived in Toronto. We could see mm-hmm. the influence of Muslim 
uh, a culture heavy mm-hmm. in the GTA. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with Muslim culture in that sense. But what I'm saying is that if we don't protect our Canadian national identity, we're going to have a problem. So check out immigration, check out guns, and check out the carbon tax. Because the carbon tax was supposed to be revoked by the Conservative Party. O'Toole said he would he would repeal it. Now he's not saying that anymore. He's going to keep it but make changes to it. Just do it better. Yeah, he's going to do it better. But the PPC, we will, first of all, make sure that your gun rights are protected. We are going to bring immigration down to 150,000 people a year. And... We're going to make sure that they have to learn one of the major languages and that they are fulfilling skill sets that are needed. So we're, we're, we're out there recruiting. We're not just open border policy. Of course, we're welcome to immigrants, but we want to make sure that we're bringing in Canadians that can contribute. And, uh, and of course, we'll repeal the, the carbon tax uh, completely. We'll just take that off the table. Right. So Let's we're going to get yeah, we're going to yeah. get into that those three topics a little bit more guns, carbon tax, immigration. But uh, Nick, why don't you introduce us to your, to uh, our guests? Yeah, first so first of all, we're going to bring to you guys our organizer from Fredericton Rally. So she's been organizing the Capitol. I actually met her at the Moncton Rally and uh, and become great friends with uh, with Charlene on Facebook. She's known as Char Kelly, and she's been organizing up in Fredericton. Char, welcome to the show. Hey, Char. You're on mute, just so you know. You got to unmute yourself, and Charlene, I think you got to unmute yourself on your end. There we go. There we go. All right, can we hear Charlene? Jay, we can't hear Charlene. She's speaking though. She's not muted here. All right, let me see what's happening there. All right, no problem. <laughs> All right, let's try bringing in Giselle as well. So we've got Charlene. We'll get her mic and such fixed in a sec. Then we've got Giselle. Giselle has been organizing uh, the Freedom Rallies going on in Moncton. Uh, Giselle, you're on mute, just so you know. So if you uh, just come off mute, we'll be able to uh, connect with you there. Can you say something? Hey, how's it going? Okay, we're not hearing Giselle either. It looks like we're having a little bit of... Yeah, they're, they're, they're in... Well, it's not showing that it's muted now, but for some reason we're not hearing it. Everything's fine on our end. All right, and then we'll bring on Wendy and Carolyn as well. So we'll get everything uh, just worked out from a sound uh, a sound perspective here. And we've got Wendy and Carolyn. Wendy and Carolyn have been organizing the Freedom Rallies in Miramichi. So we've got Charlene, known as Shard Kelly, <laughs> up in uh, Fredericton. And uh, she's been doing a great job in Fredericton. We're going to hear a little bit about what's going on there. Giselle has been organizing in Moncton. That was the first rally we spoke at. And so Giselle kind of got us uh, interlinked with the community here. And uh, we've been traveling around since then so she's doing a great job and then wendy and carolyn you guys are on mute if you guys can just come off mute as well they've been organizing in the mishmiramishi and all the rallies have been uh, have been doing a great job now um uh, wendy carolyn can you say some things let's see if we can hear you guys as well all right hello hello okay guys I'm we're not, we're not hearing any of our headphones. guests jay yeah what about right. people on Facebook? what about uh yeah guys on facebook are you able let's to hear see. our our guests Let's take a look here. Okay, I'm gonna pause the recording. Okay. Back. Let us know when we can start recording. All right, we're back recording again. Cool. Thanks everybody for the patience. All right. 
Guys, I'm so excited to introduce you to our guest to have a discussion. Um, these folks here are just a few of the leaders and the organizers that have been organizing the New Brunswick Freedom Rally. Uh, they've been on the front lines right from the beginning, bringing the message to lots of people. Char, I want to start with you in Fredericton. Tell us a little bit uh, about how, why you got involved personally in these Freedom Rallies. What made you step up like this? Uh, well, Nicholas, actually, it's because of Giselle. <laughs> she, she inspired me. And um, so I had gone to a rally in Moncton after several months of being a keyboard warrior, as many of us are. And I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I've always been the type of person to um, fight for the underdog, stand up for people that, people and animals, actually, that just didn't have it in them to do it themselves. Um, uh, <laughs> my, my first success as being an, uh, activist was, um, helping taking down pets unlimited from the inside. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, tell us a little bit of, give us the Coles notes version of that. We didn't know that. Uh, yeah. So I was a livestock manager in pets unlimited. If anybody remembers that from years ago, it was a terrible place for an animal to be. And, um, I started, you know, slowly like gathering information and, and videos and stuff and sending it off to PETA. And um, they they formed this whole nationwide um, takedown of Pets Unlimited. So wow. I felt really good to do that. I uh, Unfortunately, I worked myself out of a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. You know what? It's it, That's really inspiring because a lot of yeah. people right now are using the excuse or the justification of exactly. well it's my job it's my job and i respect that i don't want to sound disrespectful or, or don't or, or don't want to feel compassion for the situations that we're in yeah. at the same time we're getting to that point now where we have to decide hey maybe it's time to look for a new job maybe it's time to figure out new ways of creating economy and wealth for ourselves because we cannot just say well it's my job anymore and see injustice continue to roll out and be like, well, you know, it's my job, right? It just, it just can't happen. So we really appreciate it. And uh, thank goodness you're on our side so that, uh, you know, you got us, uh, we're, we're, you're fighting for us. And not, and not taking us down from the inside, from the inside, check her out. Eh? Make sure we check her out. Not just play. Yeah. We, I, I wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> well, thank but you. Yeah. Other than that, it's, um, you know, looking after my elderly father and being so thankful that mm. he's able to live in my house. Um, and it, with affordable rent, not just not living in a nursing home situation. So, um, just seeing the seniors going through what they were going through and just everybody in general, I, I was like, I have to, how can I not? <laughs> yeah. That's how we felt. How can we, how can we not say something, you know, knowing what we know and, and that's such. So, yeah, Giselle, I want to ask you the same question. Why, you know, what, what was your involved? Why did you decide to get involved and how did you get started in the movement? Um, well, I've been watching politics for a while and I saw what was happening in Wuhan with the, with the virus and, uh, and all that. And then it, it was here in, uh, New Brunswick with the closing of the, of the schools to flatten the curve and the mask and all that. Um, so I was really concerned. Uh, I was well aware of the great reset at the time and I was seeing a bigger picture happening. Um, and then I started hearing, uh, rallies popping up in Moncton. So I attended a few and what would happen is 
there'd be a rally and then you wouldn't hear anything after that. So, um, but what inspired me was the 10-10-20 rally that took place in October and it was organized, um, well organized actually by Adam, uh, Adam Renaudin and there was great speakers there. Uh, Diane Doucette, Dina Churchill, uh, mm. Barb Dempsey and, and other great speakers. And it was really well organized and I thought this is what we need. You know, we need to uh, bring awareness to what's going on. And um, so, and then again, we didn't see a rally for a while. Um, at one point, there was three people that started the Moncton Freedom Warrior uh, group. And I was asked to, to join them. So I said no twice. And then I thought, oh, okay, all right. All right, because it's out of my comfort zone. It's out of my element. And that's the key thing that I would like people to know is that sometimes you're asked to do something that's out of your comfort zone or, you know, something that you wouldn't do. And you discover things about yourself and you have strengths that you didn't know that you had. Um, so we started with the Moncton Freedom Warrior Group. Um, but again, it was sporadic. It wasn't, and uh, I'm making a short story long, by the way. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's really interesting to mm -hmm. to hear. That's what I, I want people to know. Like, how did it get started, right? Because I think a lot of people see us, but they don't really know, like, you know, what it took to, to get started or, or to see that it's everyday people. Like, it's regular people that are it going is. out there. It's not crazy conspiracy theory, theorists, or like, or it's not, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, p people that are politically uh, just involved. We're talking about everyday people from all walks of life. I've met people from all walks of life come together because there's a bigger there's a bigger issue going on that we all need to be aware of. Well, we're fighting for exactly. our freedom, right? We're in a way fighting for survival. And when someone is fighting for survival and they're, they're in their in that state, they can do incredible things. Like you've seen people like lift cars off of. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen some like videos like that where like someone's trapped under a car and like someone comes to pick it up and they have like this remarkable strength, almost like a miracle, you know? So Divine I think energy. Right. Yeah. And when we're fighting for something like our freedom or our, our survival, man, that that's really going to light a fire up yeah. <laughs> under some people's butts. <laughs> for sure. So anyways, continue, Giselle, please. Um, yeah. So uh also, uh, side note, that rally there, that was the rally that Chris Guy was supposed to attend, the 10-10-20, October 10-10-20, but he was intercepted at the airport and sent back. Mm. So that spoke volumes to me as well. And I've been following all the rallies and the movements in Toronto and um, Cal Calgary, Vancouver. So... Nonetheless, um, someone was saying, you know, network yourself, network yourself on Facebook. So I thought, yeah, okay, I'm going to network myself. And the more you do that, you accumulate an army of people, so to speak, behind you. Because when you're just with your family and friends and people down you right away or, you know, right. it crushes your, your spirit, you feel alone. But when you build yourself uh, an army of people that are like-minded like you, when you walk and say you go to a rally... Uh, you know that you are not by yourself. You have all these people behind you that is on the same page as you, uh, wanting the same things as you, uh, freedom, you know. And uh, so all that to say, so I started networking and I came across uh, Lamont Daigle from The Line. 
And uh, he, he has the big movement over in Toronto, just as Hugs Over Mask. Um, I got into contact with him and he was asking, you know, did you want to be an, an organizer down there and do speeches and stuff? I'm like, speeches? No, I can't even do an oral presentation at high school. I had to switch high schools. I don't like public speaking whatsoever. Wow. And, and look at me now. But anyway, I was like, look at you now um, here, live on Zoom. At, <laughs> I know, who would have thought? That's <laughs> so, amazing. Um, but he was the one that was telling me, you know, when they first started, they were, it was sad. He said it was very sad. There might have been four people, sometimes 10 people in Toronto. They couldn't get it going. But the key was consistency. And, uh, and he was saying, make sure, you know, he was the one structuring it for me to say, uh, you know, have speakers, have your march, be there every week, same time. Uh, and uh, he said, it'll take about six to seven months before things start to happen. And uh, sure enough, um, things just started to uh, happen within New Brunswick, you know, with uh, Frederick and St. John and uh, up in Miramichi and Edmondston. So sometimes we feel we're just doing a little bit and um, is it worth it? It doesn't feel like much, but uh, trust me, it does. It does a lot. Yeah, I agree. So, you know what? You're right because it started to pop off. Like I know when we started getting involved, and then we reached out. We came out to Moncton, uh, right? Um, that was our first one. We came out to Moncton, Moncton, and we spoke at the Moncton rally, and that's where I met Charlene as well. And then it was all of a sudden. Then it was like, oh. Fredericton's got one going now. Uh, it was shortly after Miramichi, Edmonston, Bathurst. We got one now going in St. John, St. Stephen, Grand Falls. Um, you know, next weekend I'm traveling up to a place called Belle Dune. I'm not even sure where that is. And so, <laughs> right, so, where is it? After Bathurst? Okay, so I'm going up there next weekend for the 15th, right? And speaking up there. And just, just all of a sudden all these rallies from small, small towns to, to the bigger cities here in New Brunswick, all of a sudden rallies start popping up everywhere. And it seems like this whole community of freedom fighters has been born right across the province. I've been talking now with people in Nova Scotia, right across the country. So it's really cool how people are, are, are just, you know, getting on board. And again, it's, it's everyday Canadians. It's people of all walks of life who are saying, okay, enough is enough. Like we see beyond, we see how this is now no longer about, a flu and protecting this is now political this is now political you're now trying to shift the very fabric in which we live so thank you so much for for doing everything you're doing and giving us the first opportunity to speak giselle just leading the it's way true. <laughs> so awesome thank you wendy and carolyn we met you guys up in miramichi you guys got a great community out there i'll tell you miramichi's having a lot of fun I had a blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miramichi's <laughs> definitely bringing the fun to the table for sure. We had a blast up there. Tell us a little bit, uh, Wendy, first from you, and then Carolyn. Why did you, uh, what you know, why did you get started in this uh, and start to organize? Well, uh, to, to start from the beginning, I've I've been awake for over twelve years now, um, and I went from being alone in in, the, in my journey um, and COVID. I think. Uh, helped awaken more people and, and now I'm connecting with more people um, and uh, I've always seen you know the big picture of everything so I 
I, I have always wanted to be an activist. I know that I have a purpose in this world. Uh, I just had never found it. Uh, and then I met Carolyn and then one thing led to another and we're, we decided to, uh, to, to create uh, Marushi Freedom Warriors. Um, after she was banned from the superstore, uh, she was so discouraged. And then she, 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 I just saw a post on Facebook and she said, well, I'm so discouraged, Wendy. What do we do? I said, well, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. So in three days, we had our first rally going and we were not even expecting uh, the, the, the positive uh, feedback that we got from it. Like we, we had about 35 people attend our first rally, which, which I, I really didn't expect that because Mermishi is like they're, they're they're pretty uh you know sleeping well, <laughs> very I, liberal too. Very, very yeah yeah i think that so, i think uh, that a lot of new brunswickers and and this not like it's not a disrespect we're all new brunswickers are speaking about our home but i do feel like a lot of people in our home are, are very compli complacent, right? They're not necessarily believe it all. Like, I feel like a lot of people under their breath are like, you know, okay, this is nonsense. Like, how long is this going to last? Okay, so now you're talking we have to get vaccines. But now they're saying even if you get a vaccine, you still have to wear a mask. You still, you know, now they're starting to bring up the idea of passports and traveling. And, you know, of course, they're going to start to reward those that comply. And I do feel like a lot of New Brunswickers are simply complying. You know, and, and it's yeah. it's sad, oh, and they're, 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 they're being coerced, too, yes. right? So. That's right, yeah, and, and it's to respect that, right? That they're being coerced, they're being put into fear. Now, Carolyn, you got a funny story, kind of funny. It's it's like both sad and funny at the same time. This whole situation tends to take on that dynamic for me, anyways. I'm like, this is both sad and funny all at the same time, right? I was like, but you kind of got a sad, funny story with the superstore. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what happened there? About the ribs. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about about how you get. It. Okay, go go. Tell us your story. Like I have to start by saying, like I I had um, a Loblaws um, connection long before I shopped there because before I was a massage therapist, I used to work in the supply chain as an analyst, and Loblaws was an account of mine. So I always had like a sort of brand loyalty to them. I enjoyed shopping there. I shopped there all the time um mask free from the very beginning mm. um and their policies started to be enforced um it seems like the end of february um the first week of march and it would depend on what employee was working that day so i noticed that i noticed that like we know like we won't say who because we don't get in bit of trouble but you know frills on the west side in saint john it depends who was working the front door was how stringent the rules yeah. were. I don't like see. I'm like this is nonsense, right? I was like, if there was a real pandemic, there would be no, you know, the the the, the no offense to the 15 year old kid who's working there, but he didn't care, and he just was like, I don't care, do whatever you want. And then you know the lady there was just like freak, like you know, mask, you know, just masked up and everything, right? I'm like, this is nonsense. So anyways, keep keep going. But I I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So and I mean, I I'm I'm. I'm not a soft-spoken person. I've always been able to assert myself. So when I see companies taking advantage of people like myself, I always kind of felt like if I don't stand up for them, that the people who can't stand up for themselves, they're really gonna get walked over. And I just had a lot of empathy for that. So I would put them in their place with my rights. Um, uh, I had the cops called on me <laughs> and it wasn't like I was an irate customer or anything. 
um, and I was unloading my groceries. I explained everything to them. They asked me to wait there for my trespassing notice. They came back to me after going inside the store. They said, oh, no, just leave and no problem. I said, well, I'm going to continue to shop here until I'm told I can't. So I shopped there again um, a few times and no problem. And then I got that one employee again. Um, this time the cops were called. They gave me um, no trespassing notice and no ticket. And I said, where's my ticket? Just give me the ticket then. Right. They, they refused to give me the ticket. So, so hold on. The cops showed up. Just to be clear, the cops showed up, but the cops wouldn't give you a ticket? No, because they told me they were going to give me a ticket and that I was trespassing. I said, well, I've never been told I can't be in here. This is my first time ever being told that. So it's not considered trespassing because I didn't know I couldn't shop here. Right. Um, so that happened, that song and dance happened twice. They never once gave me a ticket. They never once gave me trespassing papers. But I was told that I was no longer allowed to come in the store. I respected it. I was just tired of the song and dance. Yeah. And uh, I didn't go. And, you know, my husband and I were sitting there and I was going through the flyers and I was like, oh, shoot, ribs are on sale at the superstore. Huh? <laughs> I love this story. She's like, oh, yo, ribs are on sale. <laughs> you really got to take one for the team there. I want to stuff up the freezer and all that kind of stuff. So he had never been in the superstore before. He's going through the superstore on video calls so I could tell him, like, you know, make it left and a right. And because a because you're right? like, I can't go into the superstore, but... But ribs are on sale right now at the superstore. So hubby, you gotta go in, FaceTime, like FaceTime live, and I'll direct you how to get to those cheap ribs at the superstore. I love it. Get those ribs. Yeah. Um, and we talk about it every time. We still we still have a stash of them from there. We're grilling all the time with them. Awesome. Um, now he got in but, trouble, didn't he? Yeah, he did. So he is a mask exempt person. He had a bicycle accident when he was a teenager and he had face reconstruction surgery. Okay. He doesn't breathe through his nose. So having a mask is like just a disaster for him. Um, so he explained that to them when he was in there. He said, I don't have to show you my papers or whatnot. They allowed him to pay for his purchase. He came outside to um, unload the groceries inside of our SUV and um, by the time he went to bring the car back, we were surrounded by police. Um, wow. He he was explaining to them. It seemed like they were just going to let him go with a warning and tell him not to come back. But he said one slip up. He said was if you didn't ban my wife from here, then I wouldn't have had to be here to buy stuff because right. he himself didn't want to come to the store. And they're like, oh, your wife. And then as soon as they realized it was me, they slapped him with the ticket and they gave him trespassing papers for him and for myself. And we're banned from all Loblaws Canada-wide. Wow. That's so wild. And you know what? It's really interesting how they've, they're have they using, you know, the corporations to enforce, yeah. right? They're using, they're using corporations. They're using all the systems that over time we have become dependent on. And now they're using those same systems and forcing compliance. And so now yeah, you, you and they ostracize those who don't comply and they treat them bad and bully yeah. them. Well, and that's yeah, why I'm so against this. Go ahead, go ahead, Carolyn. Some employees from their store then took it upon themselves to go on my business page and write terrible reviews about my business. They had never been a patient of mine. And when I requested for Facebook to take down the testimonials from them, they said that was against their freedom of speech. <laughs> 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 
sad, funny part of this situation, right? The hypocrisy is crazy. Facebook right now is saying, well, no, I'm sorry. That's against our freedom of speech policy here, right? But, uh, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, this, and you know, your, your story is one of many, many stories that Canadians are facing all across the board. Now, Charlene, I want to go to you because I know you had a... Uh, you kind of had not such a funny story, but you had kind of a scary incident happen maybe a week or two weeks ago. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what you experienced at the Fredericton rally, your overall experience, and then a little bit about what happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, in the beginning, um, our our first rally was amazing, much like um, Caroline and Wendy. And um, um, and it, it kind of dwindled down a little bit, but we were, we were just showing up, like Giselle says, consistency. And, um, and then it was just, our numbers kept going down and we could never draw in new people. Um, and then what took place a couple of weekends ago was we were getting heckled by a whole bunch of children, which sounds like ridiculous. Right. <laughs> like it's kind of like... Like, no, we didn't stop because we're scared of little kids. But it was really so sad and, and it just left us so hurt that these little kids could be Well, when you say little out. kids, can you give I us an age group? Like, can you give us like an estimated, like, what are we talking? Like, when you say little kids, because I'm talking about, like, I'm thinking a bunch oh, of six-year-olds, like, right? So from six till 12. Six till 12, okay. Yeah, and I mean, it was a beautiful day, it's sunny. There's no reason for kids to be wearing masks outside to begin with. We're not in a red red phase. That's We're, right. It's right? funny, I like, see that here too in no St. John. Mandate. Everybody's still wearing a mask outside. I know. And I'm like, you don't have to anymore, but that's social right. conditioning, right? Now we're, yeah. see, we're, that's, we've and, been conditioned. And so they're, they're telling, they're yelling at us, put your masks on, and they're, they're using lots of swear words. Right. And. And I'm like, why should we put our masks on? It's not law. It's not even a mandate right now. It's not even under the guidelines to wear a mask. And they're like, they start yelling back. And like, I, I just like told everybody, just ignore them. Just carry on with their speeches, which we did. Then they started swarming us with their skateboards and bicycles. I was just like, okay. And then, you know, all right, kids, can you guys go back to the skate park, you know, where you're supposed to be playing? And... Then it just, it was escalating and then it was chanting, I hope you die of COVID. That's and what the kids were chanting to you? Yeah. Wow. And, and Bonnie, uh, about Pastor Bonnie. Yes. Was trying to talk to them and say, listen, children, children. Yeah. <laughs> we are, we are here defending your rights and you don't even need to wear that mask today, according to the government of New Brunswick. So you feel free to take those off right now if you like. And, you know, and, and she's like, but it's up to you. It's your choice, just like it's our choice. And I don't have to wear a mask right now. And she was trying to very carefully and delicately explain this. Anyway, so uh, you remember how our city hall is kind of arranged. We've got that corner. We've got a street and another street. Yep. And then we've got the back of us that we have to be concerned about. And so that was one weekend that we went through that. The next weekend we went through that. And then this like young man, I'm guessing 19, 20 years old was with them. And he, um, while Cindy was speaking, he just runs up 
and starts to uh, pour a bottle of pop all over one of our speakers. Wow. And I was the closest one to him, so I'm shoving him out of the way. And as I'm shoving him, well, he pushes me, I, I cut my hand, I sprain my finger, and he spits in Bonnie's face. Wow. And it happened so fast that I don't remember if he took off on a skateboard or a bicycle. I mean, this is how fast it was. Right. There's no police presence. I, I call them all the time to let them know they're going to be there. Um, but they, they're like, oh, we're not worried about you people. I'm like, yeah, but I'm worried about those people. <laughs> right. And um, so it just, we decided uh, we were going to carry on on the next Sunday and do like kind of form a, a barrier wall, you know, so when there's somebody speaking, our backs are not turned towards the street or, right. you know, like, like this is how, if our speaker's here, this is where we're, we'd normally be looking. But if there's somebody speaking, we're going to turn this way and keep an eye on the street and stand shoulder to shoulder. But what's the point in doing that? Yeah. Now the speaker's yeah. talking to our backs. Yeah. We don't have the numbers. Like we had eight people, but we can't even protect our speaker. Right. So, um, and the majority of us there are women. And I do notice that, that a lot of women a, a are stepped up in this movement. A couple of people are fighting cancer right now. You right. know, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, so what we've decided to do, um, we're we're doing more of an underground outreach way of doing things and supporting other rallies. So today we just um, started a new group, a new Facebook group, and it's called The Round Table. Yeah. And yeah. it's just having discussions on anything that has to do with what's going on in 2021. Everything from freedom to supporting your health to mm. survival tips, um, economics, finance information, like anything that's gonna help you get through this 2021 phase. Yeah. Well, I think that's really, I think that's really important, you know, especially talk about survival tips, because, you know, we're going to obviously fight, we're fighting to the end, you know, for, for our country and our freedom. Um, a lot of people are looking at this time to being like, how are we going to live in other ways, right? Because it seems yeah. like there may become a, a great divide as they push us further and further along into this exactly. global agenda. There's going to be millions of us who don't want to go along with it, right? There's going to be maybe hundreds of millions for them, but there will be millions of people who will start to set up new infrastructure and systems. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the main things that we need to look at, even on the political side, is helping people become more empowered to live a freely freedom means responsibility like i don't think if, i don't know if people have equated those two together yeah. yet right like they haven't really yeah. like put one and two together like when you're saying freedom you can replace the word freedom with i want to be responsible for my own life you know you can give me the information but i'm going to make the choice right and that's what they want to take away from us is 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 the choice um and it's sad that you know kids that's what it is, right? That's indoctrination. You got six-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 12-year-olds fighting for you to put a mask on, and they really believe that their life is in danger. I see some of the things that, you know, my own nephews and family members learn, younger ones, and I just, I'm just like, I'm like, this is indoctrination into, like, Marxist-type philosophy. This has nothing to do with education or learning anymore. Exactly. Yeah, and on, on that note about indoctrination, um, We've got like three major things about Fredericton culture that is really strong here. 
Um, one is we've got military culture, complete indoctrination there. We've got two universities, hello, mm -hmm. total indoctrination. And then we have the bureaucrat, which is, you know, we're, uh, the government here is so thick with, with indoctrination that um, like, I, I see like uh, Giselle's group or a lot of posts in Moncton and um, in other places, they have a list of businesses that will exempt you from masks. Right. Like I know in Moncton, it's like the Chris Rock or the Igloo or um, I can't really call here. There's nowhere. And, and we just decided as a, as a small group, it's like we are wasting our time here at City Hall on Sundays. Um, we need to, there's a lot of silent majority out there that maybe if we just had a group that wasn't all about COVID freedom, that it had other elements, how to, how to grow your own food, how to preserve your food, mm. how to uh, protect your body from illnesses maybe that we would kind of slowly draw in that other silent majority of people. Well, I think, I think, what, yeah, I think what you're doing there too is really, like I said, from a long-term perspective is really smart, right? I, I quite honestly, I still do wish there were freedom rallies uh, going on there and, and I would love Although to. we'll be in every city every weekend. So. Yeah, that's good. You get to travel around to come hang out with us. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely like, you know, like, uh, you know, obviously we want to see our presence everywhere and such like that, but I, I totally understand it. And it's really scary when things like that happen. We had a kid throw a rock at one of our, our freedom rally uh members in saint john as well child. Oh. yeah and it was like again i think it was like a kid like maybe like 20 18 19 20 something like that but same thing you know just very like you know kind of uh arrogant in that way now giselle you've you've been running a great rally probably for the most time out of anybody here uh you've been you know setting up moncton rallies been super consistent it's been growing well well organized what are some of your experiences um you know of of the rally or stories that you might be able to share yeah i was thinking while charlene was talking i don't have any stories uh you know just the odd person uh, giving the finger or, you know, I can't, right off the top of my head, I can't yeah. think. But I, I remember, say... I remember. <laughs> it's not really funny, but I remember in Fredericton, we were, uh, we were giving, remember that there was the little, the little kid, you know, yeah, the boy, he spoke boy. a few at a rally. He's very cute. He gives that very inspiring speech uh, at the rally. I always, Olaf. yes, yes. Olaf. Yeah. Olaf, Olaf, Olaf was giving his talk. And everybody's quiet because it's, you know, he's like 11 years old. He's giving his talk. And this was in Fredericton at the World Rally. And then right behind, all you hear from behind from a, a, a big driver by is, fuck you. And it's coming from behind. And I'm just, and I remember like, I'm like, I, I wanted to laugh, but I'm like, this is not really funny. But, but the context of this. Here's this 11-year-old kid, and this child. sweet kid who's just like, you know, and and you know, how would you like, how would you like to be massive? And then someone who can't see the speaker about a big, <laughs> fuck you, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Anyways, so go ahead, Giselle. We we've all heard the past, and we've seen every, we've all been flipped off a few times. I know I have, anyways. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm really sorry to interrupt, Giselle. I meant to say something when I was speaking earlier. Um, about when I was there last Sunday, I noticed your speaker was left unattended. Like when we were on the sidewalk. And I, I would really encourage you to make sure that's never left unattended because we have a lot of pedestrians going by and there was a lot of like language being shouted out by the, the cars going by as well. Like we were 
I was called a terrorist. Wow. <laughs> we were all called wow. terrorists. Yeah. And okay. some of the people on the on the sidewalk walking by it, like they were they were mouthing off too. So I, I'd hate for that beautiful amp of yours to get damaged. So you might want to add that as a an afterthought to you. So your yeah. So Giselle, tell us a for little sure, bit about uh, yeah, sure. a little bit about your experience so far in Moncton. Uh, so far, my experience has been, like I said, I haven't experienced, well, there was one incident where a car drove up to the side of uh, Main Street and uh, he was yelling stuff at one of the the protesters and that protester got really upset and lunged for the car mm. and uh, oh my gosh so i kind of went in between kind of felt like a movie it's like other <laughs> yeah i went in between them and like pushed them. i mean the rage between the two wow. um so anyways we pushed him off to the side and uh talked him down and again this is why you want music at your rallies because uh, as soon as we put like a nice softer song to bring bring him down uh the music helped uh music is very key at your rallies it creates a nice atmosphere a calming atmosphere so a family friendly <laughs> atmosphere for yeah. the most part but yeah. i did want to say that it's unfortunate that you would not be continuing in fredericton because uh, again um don't let them guys, win they yeah, took, you guys them. just started out and uh, it takes time to wake up your city there is a silent majority and uh so, yeah, I, I do find that unfortunate. But within time, when you guys are ready, I'm sure you guys will pick up again. Yeah, um, we're, we're just hoping to gather more people um, to build before we put ourselves at risk. Like, next time, it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see exactly. But something I did want to mention, though, uh, I was talking with the organizer of Halifax, and uh, they had their uh, rally on Sunday. And it was on the news, you guys saw. There was concerns that they were not social distancing. Yeah, that's right. On, yeah, yeah. That was Someone on, contacted was, me from Halifax about the, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I found that very interesting because that was May 2nd, May 1st, Montreal had their biggest march, yes. their biggest rally, and on the media, crickets. Nothing. So, mm-hmm. And they, nothing, there, there were some social media. I don't know. I can't verify, but some so I saw some posts saying up to a hundred thousand were predicted yeah, to I have been there. Too. Yeah, in Montreal and the mainstream media, nothing. No. Wow. And they worked so. And, and for that to happen, uh, they worked with the police. That's the thing that people think that the police are against uh, right. our movements and whatnot. But they work uh. with the police. Um, and uh, also the aftermath, I was watching an interview of the two, two people that organized. And for some reason, the government will go to great lengths to prevent having these uh, rallies or this movement come together by, you know, canceling your hotel rooms. You're not, you, you don't have a place to stay if you're traveling or your bus or your, your plane or whatever. So they're working really hard not to bring people together. So. Again, going back to Fredericton, I find it's a shame because Fredericton people, there, there are, there is a silent majority, and they do need a platform, a place to. Yep, that's it. Yeah, a place to we go. We really thought in the Miramichi that when we started, like we, it's a real small, close-minded town. Mm. We really thought for sure, like they were going to throw tomatoes at us, like it yeah. was, but. 
um, we've had such a great experience with yeah, it. Yeah. And the people that are coming out and honking and the, you know, the, the people from, we're getting healthcare professionals, we're getting lawyers, um, pastors, we're getting so much different people coming through our rallies. It motivates us every week. We went yeah. through the hecklers. We had we're, we're, yeah, but we're we're not getting we're not getting any of those people. We're not. Yeah. C Cindy McDonald's our only health pro professional. She's speaking she's at our rally. Got, next I know. Week. Nice. Um, Cindy's there, awesome. There, yeah. There's um, Kim. She's a retired social worker. Um, that's Did it. Have any oh, Bonnie and Ken are pastors. Though. Bonnie and Ken are pastors. Well, um, I think I think that each city, I think it's but, it's but a, every week, yeah. every Sunday, it's only us. Yeah, I think that there's always going to be a core group, right? And it's going to be yeah, us, well, and then such. It's the same for like right? us, like yeah. Only, yeah it's Go the ahead, same for us. Like we always get the same people show up, and then like we'll get new, new faces. faces. Like, yeah, the group pretty much stays the same. Mm -hmm. um, we were heckled. We had cars oh, yeah. come by and rev their engines. Yeah. Well, I remember I when I was there. When I was yeah, there speaking, them, right, there yeah, was those guys, we yeah, and they would come and they would rev their engines so loud, like purposely, so to drown out the speakers, and they kept coming around and doing that, that such, uh, but eventually, yeah. you know, they go away and this type of thing, you know, most of the time. if you have uh, a yeah. megaphone and you're announcing their driver's license plate. <laughs> That's what you did, yeah, you're like, yeah, blah, 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 and you start announcing their license plate, yeah, yeah, that was funny. Is, it, it's easier to be heckled when you're in a group of 20 or 30 people. When you're yeah, we're not. We're not saying, yeah, we're not, we're not saying that no, uh, it's not just us. Yeah, we're just that. talking about the different like, experiences. It, it, it just feels like we're just talking into an echo chamber. We're not, we never see new faces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. unless, unless, it's, unless it's other freedom people coming from other cities. Right. A good yeah. point Go ahead, Giselle. Yeah. If we able yeah. to draw our own communities out, then we have to find like a different way to. I think you guys found a good way. Yeah. Go ahead, Giselle. A good point that Nicholas had brought up is that when you are doing your life, uh, your rallies, you do have live stream. People are watching. Do not underestimate. They are watching. Yeah, the social media part. So you of it, might yeah. feel you might feel that you're talking to just you, but there are people that are watching, and there are people that are wanting. They're building the courage to join. Mm -hmm. But if you're there, just to backtrack when we first started we would start in Moncton and then we'd say okay we got to travel to Fredericton to wake up the people there well while we're in Fredericton nothing's happening in Halifax okay that's fine okay next week let's go to St. John we got to wake up the people there nothing's happening in Moncton or, or Fredericton every week you need to stay in your cities and you and it's the uh the consistency, yeah. The and and the trust. You're building a trust with the people who are slowly building the, building the courage to want to join you. So when that you're there and you're not going anywhere, they're gonna find the courage to go and join, or you know, um, and also like Nicholas was saying, I think I said it. It gives people a platform, like Cindy McDonald, uh, Meryl. I can't remember his last name right now. He's running for. Oh, Merle exactly yeah Merle. and exactly so if i was someone like cindy or, or meryl and i see that wow there's like a crowd here that really supports what i believe in and i want to speak and fight for them well it shows we're here for you we're not going anywhere we're here here's the platform and you know work together like uh, nicholas says you know as a as a team um i yeah i strongly encourage continuing in fredericton 
Um, that's just, I'm yeah, just yeah. going to push that. No, again. no, no worries. Yeah, I think we, we all we do it. We have another Zoom meeting about this. Yeah, and, I was, uh, I was going to say yeah. what, what we can do too. And this is yeah. why it's important that like, this is one of the reasons I want to get together. We're having the, we're doing these podcasts and stuff is so that people can see like we, you know, that this is the, this, this activism is real. Like it's about getting out there, you know, boots on the ground, as Merle says, right? We need boots on the ground. We need people, not just, not just social media warriors. We love social media. We're all using social media in the best way we can, but we know that then this, this is not going to be overturned by us getting angry on social media or by us yelling at the TV or complaining to our, 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 our already converted brothers and sisters and friends about how right we are and how wrong they are. We have to be willing to get out in the streets and talk to people and give them courage. And that means we are taking a risk. It means that each and every single one of us are doing it. But this is where I'm calling out to all Canadians, New Brunswickers everywhere saying, it's, is it worth it to you? Like, tell me if your, your freedom is not worth it to you. Like the ability for your children to live in a, in a country where they can choose what goes in the body, where they can choose how they want to worship, where all the, all the great things that we've grown up with. And most of us, let's be honest, took it uh, for granted because we just lived in a society that's provided this for us. It hasn't been any different, but now that we see that they're, they're being systematically taken away, personally, I think that it's worth us taking up some risks in our lives. And I know that yeah. sounds a little bit, uh, for some people, they're going to say that's radical or is that, but it's not. What's radical is when, when you know, uh, when the government is literally talking about passporting us for whether we're clean or not clean. You know, as Joe goes, Sarah says, oh, we're going to be part of the uncleans, you know, <laughs> we're going to be part of those people. Right. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So listen, I, I totally, yeah, I totally get it, and it's, it's, it's no doubt it's going to be an uphill battle. At the same time, there's so many positive things that are happening. Like we've yeah, met so many great people. Here. Yeah, I was gonna say. So we've we've heard a little bit about the I struggles. Don't scare people away. No, and Sorry that's to yeah. I don't want to scare people away. That's here. right. No, you're gonna get heckled and whatnot because yeah. that's because it's actually the rare. It is like, the rare. Oh, yeah, it yeah. is very, very much the rare. So, Carolyn, actually, let's let's go to that. I want to hear from you guys, and then you know we'll probably have to come to uh, the end of our time here. We've got a few minutes left. Let's hear something about like uh, just some words of encouragement. Uh, we heard why you guys got involved. We heard a little bit about the challenges. Let's hear some words of encouragement. We'll start with Wendy and Carolyn and up in Mershi. Tell everybody why everybody who believes in freedom, believes in our freedom of speech, believes in choice, uh, wants to have more transparency in our media and in our government. Why should they be attending these rallies every single week? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's very important because uh, we, we can't do it alone. We can't, we can't do it alone. It's great. We have a Facebook group called Murmishi Freedom Warriors. We have over 400 members, but we also need people on the ground with us. That's how we will get our presence known and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll plant our seeds with our message. Like, and we can't reach everyone and, not, and we can't expect everyone to, uh, to actually believe in us or, or, you know, or, you know, have the same views as us. There's always going to be those who will never, never do right uh, however we need to plant seeds and whoever it reaches like that, that that that's our goal really like we're not here to you know to judge anyone uh you know for wearing the mask or getting the, like I, I don't judge anyone it's your choice but like the reason why we're doing this is 
for our kids, for our our grandkids, for the future, uh, for the freedom. Because if we don't do anything about it now, it'll be too late. All yeah. our freedom will be gone. Like our, our children won't be able to play outside uh, like like they they used to. Like they want to 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 bring the new normal, but I mean it's not normal. This is just just isn't normal. So we're there. I'm here because I care. I care about what happens in my community, in the world. Um, I'm a light worker. So, and to me, this is my gift to humanity by by trying to get people, you know, to waken up. Like, you know, just you know, fight for your rights before it's too late. Yeah, wonderful. Well, we thank you so much for doing everything you're doing and uh, and really, you know, being on the front lines. Carolyn, do you have anything to add as far as why folks should attend the rally and your, your own experience of how it's maybe empowered you? Um, I started to speak up originally because what had happened felt really unjust to me. Um, but it, it's something that I've been battling for almost 20 years. My oldest kid is 18 and I didn't vaccinate her. So over the years, it's kind of always been something that I've been following and seeing the bigger picture. Um, but what I'm asking for mothers and fathers out there and, you know, family members, you just know in your gut, something isn't right. And you have to start digging. Um, the fact that healthcare professionals are speaking up, psychologists are speaking up lawyers are speaking up doctors are speaking up politicians are speaking up doesn't that ring a bell with you i'm asking you to just dig to to not just be so close-minded you know it, it's really hard because being a canadian was ingrained in us we're a free country we don't fight we love our neighbor right you know he's, he's sticking the status quo um you know so it People have to try to get past that and realize, you know, we have to do some digging and look into what's really going on. Um, Think outside the box. Yeah, I you agree know, with your you. Research. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. Well, thank you both. Again, you're doing an awesome job. I know myself and Sarah, we had a blast when we went yeah, up Mary to... Yeah, uh, our rallies are really happy. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We're there every yeah. Sunday from 1 until 3. Yeah, we yeah. give coffee, we give snacks, we have music, we have speeches. Yeah. Like, it's a good time. Yeah, it's a good our, time. Yeah, the people I, driving by are honking. It's it's a great time. Come on yeah. out and check us out. Yeah, if you guys are up in Miramichi, you guys are checking this out, make sure you're liking, commenting, sharing it with your friends in Miramichi, tag them, all that kind of stuff. Get attention out there because uh, they really do have a great rally going up there. Uh, it's a great vibe. We met a lot of really cool people. And uh, again, you make connections. And when you make connections, as Giselle was saying, you feel stronger. You recognize yeah, you're not alone. That's right. There's a whole community. And, and what we found yeah. is you find some of your, your soul community as well. Some people that you've exactly. never like, yeah. you'll meet them and you'll be like, that's, wow, that's my tribe. Yeah. That's these are, these are my, my peeps tribe. here. I found my tribe. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I found my people <laughs> here. And, and I think that's one of the, the, the underlining blessings of this whole thing that many people don't realize what's happening is that while many people's lives are, are shutting down because they're following all the government mandates and they're scared, there's a whole other crew of people that are the freedom fighters and their lives are actually being blessed. Their lives are starting to expand. Yeah, with friendships, with opportunities. And and this is this is universal law. And this is what I'm trying I'm trying to explain to people. I'm like, you nobody overrides universal law. No government, no man. Yeah. You can't do it. So when enough of us get together, we're gonna create such prosperity and opportunities and joy and connections because we are taking positive forward action 
and and that's what it's that's what it's all about. I see them sending all kinds of hearts out. <laughs> we can't stop it. emojis, heart emojis. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Now, Charlene, I know you guys, obviously, you know, you've run into some challenges in Fredericton, like, and that's to be expected. Uh, this is war, guys, and I, you know, I've said it over time. I'm not downplaying it. I know you guys have, but but tell us a little bit of, you know, how people can connect with you. We wouldn't have Cindy coming next Sunday. So tell us, that's right. So tell us a little bit about, you know, the group that you've got started there and how people can get connected with you, Char. So if they're in Fredericton and they want to plug in and participate, they know how to connect with you. Yeah, so it's all discussions of 2021, uh, freedom being the central uh, driving force, of course. But it's also just everything that is the fallout. How do we protect ourselves, our immune systems from the viral shedding, which is a really big concern of mine. Um, I want to focus more on, on, on protecting ourselves and our health. Um, and and sharing knowledge and experiences, firsthand experiences of what's going on with this viral shedding, which is a really kind of a hot new topic. I'm, I'm very concerned about it in my job, actually. Yeah, it's not really that new, but it's, it's a lot of people are beginning to become more aware of that. Mm. Um, so that's, that's going to be a, a thing where we're just sharing more information on a personal level, not just drop your link of a... Uh, a news article you've seen somewhere right actually have a discussion about it and i'm hoping that this will bring in other people from the fredericton area as 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 a group and maybe if we build that group we can say hey let's let's come all together but we're gonna we're mike like bonnie kim and eric and um uh, cindy we're gonna get together once a week and we're gonna do our round table and like you were saying about going live, we're going to be going live all the time about different things, making kubacha, um, talking about viral shedding. Like today, we had a discussion that was gold. And right. if that was done yeah. live on our group, I think this would be a way that the inductor, like the, the people that are silent, that want to come out, but don't are scared to be seen, they yeah. maybe yeah. will get into the group and then maybe they'll, they'll join us. In yeah. the meantime, yeah. we're going to come out and support all of you. Like Cindy's coming to Miramichi. We're all going. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So May, and then um, for May, May 15th for the SOS, we're all going to St. Stephen. Awesome. Right? We're going to the 4 p.m. We're going to go to the 10. And then we're just going to circulate until, because, you know, we have like three out of five that are disabled. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Like well, yeah. So tell everybody, tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Yeah. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you and get in touch so that if they want to come along and, and travel along with you, what's the best way? So you're, yes. yeah. You can find me. I'm Shar Kelly. Mm -hmm. uh, look that up on Facebook and the group, the group name is the round table. Awesome. Fantastic. All right, and I encourage uh, Wendy, Carolyn, Char, also leave your links in the comments below for everybody who's live on Facebook and wants to join the groups and see what you guys are doing. That way they can also stay in tune with the rallies and what's going on. So thank you so much, Char, for everything you're doing. You guys are working it. Miramichi's working it. Let's go to Moncton. Giselle, uh, a few final words, you know, thoughts, and then, and then, you know, how people can get a hold of you and support the rally that's going on out there. Um, I just want to say to Char that I think what you're doing as an alternative to the rally is awesome. 
and uh, it doesn't mean that you gave up, but I think that uh, you will get a lot of people through this alternative as well. So I am wishing you the best of luck and in uh, everything that you do. Um, for Canada, I just want to say for Moncton, um, you know, we're fighting for not just the, the COVID, we're fighting for our freedoms with Justin's new censorship that he's wanting to put out there and our, our medical freedom and the COVID pass yeah. and all that. Uh, there's a lot that goes into this and um, uh, that's why we need to come together as Canadians. The biggest group you can have is a Canadian group, power in numbers, even bigger than, you know, Moncton Freedom Warriors mm -hmm. or whatever it is, Canadians pulling together. Um, this is not gonna be done anytime soon. We're in this for the long haul, but as we're doing this, we're getting stronger, we're getting more organized and uh, people are rising up. It's very encouraging to see. And I really do think great things will come of this. Um, I'm being optimistic on that. information out there big time. Yeah. Exactly. So I Perfect. think we're on the right path. Yeah. I, and yeah. thank you, Nicholas, for everything you've done for all our groups and empowering us and uh, helping us uh, you know, with your workshop that you helped us out with better <laughs> speakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just want to thank you for well, that as well. Well, thank you. Thank you as well. I, I want to thank all of you guys for the work that you're doing. Uh, it's amazing work. Uh, I've said it and I keep saying it. It's not easy what we're doing. It's not easy to put yourself out there. It's not easy to be the black sheep, right? It's not easy mm -hmm. to be the pioneer uh, that goes out and starts something different. But at the same time, it's exciting because we all get empowered in so many different ways. And like you mentioned, we're all learning different skills and uh, and we're discovering ourselves at the same time. And I think that's the overall message I want to send to everybody is don't let a great challenge go to waste. Use it as an opportunity. This is an opportunity exactly. for you to develop something like we have. We're all of a sudden involved with politics. We're going to be running in our first election. We we've have this podcast. Yeah, we've launched a podcast. Like we've we've taken whatever skills we had and we said, how can we contribute to this movement uh, with with what we know how to do? And that's what we're doing. And if everybody that was listening said, all right, what can I bring to the table? What I can, can make I signs. Do, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that's what we need. We need everybody to bring their gifts and their talents to the table. Organizing. Shar talked about different skill sets outside of politics. Who can grow food? Who can? Who knows about um, you know natural remedies and, and, and medicines? Who can bring this knowledge out? And we organize and we get it out there. And in this way, we help Canadians become independent, responsible Canadians. And that's how we get a free country. We get a free country by having strong individuals. And I'm really looking forward to working on that level, really working with people, um, you know, one-on-one uh, -on -one and in small groups and at our rallies to empower and give skills and training in that regard. So it's great work. We want to send a thank you. Sarah, you got any uh, couple... Um, you know, thoughts or anything that you want to say before we wrap up today? Sure. Um, you know, my experience at the rallies have always been really great. Um, I've only had good experience, actually, to be honest. Um, and as far as like hecklers or people walking by screaming to like put your mask back on or, or whatever, um, again, I've probably only experienced that maybe twice. But I've had, there's definitely more people like driving by and honking in support than I've experienced people uh, actually upset with us being there and uh and 
protesting it peacefully. It's funny when they're screaming with a mask on because you don't even hear what they're saying. Excuse me. Can you at least take your mask off? Before you tell me to F yeah. off, yeah, at least have respect to tell me to F off so I could see who it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So anyways, I just, I just urge anyone listening that um, like in, if, if in your gut you know that what's happening is not right, please find where your nearest rally is, go support. Like we need you. We need the support. We need people to see that there are a group of us out here fighting for our freedom right now. Yeah, yeah awesome. Well, well, one thing that uh, that comes to mind also is I've been approached by, uh, by by some people who totally support this movement that we're doing. However, they're they're so scared of losing their job if they do anything about it. So, it, it, this is what keeps me pushing forward because I got a private message from from somebody, uh, and uh, she said, "You you're my voice." You're our voice. Yeah. Uh, I'm so proud of what you're doing. So, so this is what's really like, you know, pushing me to, you know, because we are people's voice. We are as well. Pe- pe- some pe- people can't speak. Yeah, they people are listening, and I get, I get tons yeah. of those messages the same way. Private messages. Uh, Nick, thank you so much. I don't want to speak out, but here's what's going on in my hospital. I can't tell you how many nurses I've talked to about how nurses feel that they are being silenced, that they are being um, that they are being threatened, essentially, uh, you know, with their jobs and they don't believe what's going on. So we definitely, you know, we definitely hear uh, that. They try to silence me because, you know, I took an oath to do no harm. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm honoring masking exemptions and I'm honoring people's, you know, um, health autonomy. Like you, you have the right to choose what you do with your own body. And, you know, the college massage therapist kind of gave me a little slap on the wrist, but yeah. like, I'm not stopping, you know? Yeah. To me, not speaking out is worse than um, speaking out at this point. So um, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I agree. Let's uh, let's uh, we can we can leave right. it like that. Yeah, it's not. It's a great it's a great way to end. It's like that. It's, it's what we all need to do. We all need to speak out. We all need to act in our capacity. I want to thank you guys so much for coming on, representing and New I Brunswick Freedom Rallies. What's that? Say it again. I'm voting Sarah for first lady. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, we were joking. Sarah, Sarah actually said she was going to run against me and in a different party. And I said, how, how funny would that be? You know, I was like, I was like, talk about an awkward. If you think your family dinners are awkward, imagine that, right? You know? All right, guys, we want to thank everybody thank so, much. so much. Jay thank at Jazzy you, Monkey you, Studios for giving us a platform right, guys, here. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you guys being here. We're going to sign off here. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Those watching us live on Facebook, we appreciate you. Those listening to the podcast, subscribe on Podify. Yes, Podify. Spotify. 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 Subscribe, like, comment, share. Make sure you attend the Freedom Rallies. We love you guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Also, I'll quickly mention, if you love these podcasts, Do become a patron. We'll leave in the link below. We love your support. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Peace.